drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, you're here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Derek Oakry, and I got my buddy. Most most people have like a nickname or something they go by. This guy, you guys know him as Chops, a.k.a. Brian. He does it backwards. I mean, you guys know who he is, at Chops in the D. He's my hockey insider. He also loves Jared Goff, and I may have a tattoo. May or may not have a tattoo of Mr. Goff and Mo Sider somewhere on his body. And it's hashtag Choppy Likey here on the Kool-Aid cast. We got tons of Lions talk to get into today. Draft, hot topics, who knows what else we might get into. Chops, you're back. You ready to go? How you doing, buddy? Woohoo! Yeah, I am rolling, man. Draft is around the corner, and the Super Bowl is over. But you know what? The season has just begun. We had some uh, ready for. I'm already racking the uh, stats for my fantasy teams, making trades in the good old reality yeah, sports online. Man, football is always in season, and I am always down to talk football with my good buddy Derek Oakry. <laughs> I got it. So, so I, I hit you with a Brian. You hit me with a Derek. The people don't know who either of those people are here on the show. It's Oakry and Chobbs about to talk some lions. And I got to hit you with a bell because you did some self-promoting of some horrible fantasy team that you think is going to roll while you know the Oakry lions are going to do work like I did last year. I got two first round picks in my back pocket. I'm ready to go. I, Choppy, we, we can't talk junk all day. I mean, we got to we got to get some hashtag choppy likeies in here. You know, we got to probably hear you mix in Red Wings at some point. But right off the top, man, I want to talk about I just want to pub this up for the people, man. Yesterday, I'm just, uh, you know, working on a million things as always running around like crazy. And all of a sudden I get a little notification. Bam. YouTube. Inside the Den, the great series put out by the Detroit Lions media staff pops up. All the behind the scenes about the Senior Bowl. This thing was 30 minutes long. It had Brad Holmes rubbing his big paws together and smiling like like he likes to do. Looking like he's ready to make a deal any day, all day, every day. You got Dan freaking Campbell up at the podium behind the scenes. You got Deuce up there dropping bombs on these players, acting like the coolest guy ever all of our coaches competing I mean I could have watched this all day every day I mean it was incredible content if you love football if you love the Detroit Lions if you love behind the scenes you got to get into this pull it up on the old YouTube or the Twitter machine and check it out choppy you got to put this on the to-do list buddy Oh, Okri, I know it just came out and uh, it is definitely on my to-do list for this week. In fact, I'm thinking I'm going to wrap up the show and man, I might just go put it on right now because uh, my boy, 
Brad always open for business homes. I mean, he gets those big old meat hooks going. He slaps those hands together. He's rubbing. He's got that million dollar smile. This guy looks ready and primed to just take advantage of these fools. Shabby, if you if you watch this, what do you think you might hashtag it with on Twitter? It's it's uh, quality content. Oh, Okri. I mean, anytime I can get content with my Lions, with my Dan Campbells, with my Brad Holmes, you know it's going to get a hashtag choppy likey on it. We got to give it to the people. <laughs> oh, man, they love it. It's so bad. It's good. We've made it funny here on the show. The people crave the hashtag choppy likeys here. So I, it's it's great content. Again, me and you are recording right now. We have a piston game on. Kate Huntingham is killing it. Your wings are on. Letting in way too many goals, if you ask me. We got Michigan and Michigan State about to tip off as we're doing the show here. I mean, we are dedicated for, you know who they are, choppy, the people. And the people consist of the millions. <laughs> so, so let's get into it, man. We got so much more lines. What, what do you got in your brain right now? What's what do you want to talk about right off the top? Uh, Okri, man, right off the top, I want to talk about. Uh, you know, we got a little action here going on. We got a decision to make about my boy T.J. Hawkinson and this fifth-year option, right? So I think I want to talk a little TJ Hawkinson and see what we got going on. I've got a bunch of stats and stuff to throw at you. Um, but before I really dive into it, man, I want, I want to ask, what's your take on, uh, on giving, uh, exercising that Hawkinson fifth-year option? Yeah, man, it's a good question. Like, it kind of popped up on the old, uh, you know, web here recently. It really wasn't on my docket worrying about TJ because I'm too worried about two first round picks, free agent money, combine, all the stuff that we got going on. But yeah, man, it sneaks up on you. So, I mean, the guy's been ascending. He hasn't been tremendous, but I feel like, you know, especially as a tight end, that fifth year option isn't going to be as crazy as it is at quarterback, edge rusher, all those different positions. So I'd be leaning towards just giving it to him, keeping him around, um, not needing to do a big extension yet. Give him another prove it year here to ball out and uh, just see where it goes with this guy. But 88, man, I'm liking where he's going. I like how he's trending. Choppy, I got an 88 authentic that I'll be rocking to the games next year. So I hope he has a tremendous season. Come on, TJ. Hawkins. Oh, Okri. So, I, you know, I got to I got to I got to bust you a little bit here because oh here I do go. like the idea of the fifth year option. However, man, these tight ends are getting expensive. So. You know, the, the, there's a real dilemma here because the Lions, I mean, they could lock him in. I, you know, I got out the old calculator here, uh, you know, as Choppy likes to do. He likes to crunch the numbers. He likes to pull out the stats and see who's getting them points. And, uh, you know, so I, I did a little calculation here. It looks like his 2023 salary would be around right about $9.3 million. Okay. So that would make him the eighth highest paid tight end in the league. Uh, behind a couple, throw, throw a couple names out here behind Kittle, Kelsey, you know, Andrews, Henry, Smith, Hooper, and then your boy Goddard. So out of Philly. Um, so, you know, it, it puts him in the, in the eighth paid spot, which is not bad considering his production. Um, that would, he would be just paid a little bit more than Pitts, Logan, your boy Waller, and, uh, Mr. I'm always injured Higby. Um, and, and again, I think that puts him right in the, the, about the right price range, but I, my friend 
I'm nervous that this guy is just going to blow up. We're going to do the fifth-year extension, and then he's just going to blow up. He's going to finish up in the top three tight ends, and then we're only going to have him for another year locked in, and he's going to want be make, wanting to make big bucks. He's going to be make, wanting to make Kittle money, Kelsey money, Andrews money, which is a little scary to me. So, you know, there, there's a big dilemma there. Brad Holmes has some decisions to make. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the guy – He's a stud. I he's just a flat out stud. So you know, I want to see him stay healthy. Um, I want to see him with a few more weapons around him. I mean, at the beginning of the season, he was literally the only guy we could get the ball to um, until my boy Amara broke out. But uh, yeah, I think I think we got to ex- do the extension and uh, and see where it goes. But man, look for this guy to make some big big bucks here uh, coming beyond your five. Interesting, man. I I just think, you know, he hasn't reached that upper upper. People are on Twitter always. You guys can find me at Derek Oakery. Like, oh, he's elite. He's just wait till he gets more people around. Wait till the quarterback is. It's like, I mean, he's he's a pass catching tight, tight end that doesn't have elite speed. He's good in between the the dashes. He can move the chains. I, I mean, you like him as a just a gritty football player, which I know the Lions like. But I just feel like that fifth option gives you two more seasons to look at him and decide where your team is at. And do you need that type of position like nine million? I think you said for, you know, that seems like a nice little bargain for me. You're giving him extension, probably bumping him up to, you know, 10, 12 plus right now for multiple seasons I mean that's interesting I I just don't know that I'm ready to go there yet with Mr. Hockets yeah well I mean look like I said I I think yeah I like that nine million dollar number man it's not it's not uh, too bad so especially for you're looking at a guy I mean 60 plus receptions the last two years um almost 100 targets both years I think he had a little over 100 targets in 2020 um you know nice yardage 700 yards then dropped a little bit this year with the injury down to 580 um, you know, only played 12 games again after his amazing blowout in, uh, t- you know, 2020. So, you know, he went from the fifth ranked tight end in 2020 to the 13th uh, ranked tight end in 2021. Man, I think this year you're going to look him sneak into that top three, four. So, um, you know, I, it's, it's good value for, still on his rookie deal and then keep it going into the fifth. Oh, baby. Top three. I mean, my thing is here, here's a couple quick objectives for TJ. How about you stay healthy a little bit more? How about you score a few more touchdowns? And how about you stretch the seam a little bit and get me some big-time plays? Because big-time tight ends can run up the seam past the linebacker, catch that 30, 40-yard ball. Yeah, he had a few of those last year. Don't get me wrong. But I need to see it on a little more consistent basis. So you're giving him an extension. I'm giving him this year and that fifth year to see what he's got. If he absolutely balls out, then you should pay him like a top tight end because he actually is a top tight end at that point. And uh, like I said, tight ends aren't going to make ridiculous money at the end of the day anyway. So I think I can pay him in two years if need be. Choppy, we could go on this all day, but I got another hot topic for you. And everybody, you got to stay tuned here on the pod because after the break, after the, we get our great sponsors in here, me and Choppy are giving you our position stacks. I mean, we're going to be stacking players at receiver, safety, maybe linebacker, maybe the skill positions. Like, I don't know, wide receiver. You got to stay tuned for that. But here, here's the next hot topic I got for you. Michael Gallup to the Detroit Lions and free agency. This guy's got an injury right now. 
you know, rumor innuendo just recently, last day or so, has been, you know, maybe the Cowboys decided to let go of Amari Cooper and keep Gallup around in Dallas. I did see a couple reports saying, uh, you know, Detroit, this was a target and maybe they could get this guy. Would you be a proponent? Do you like his upside? Can he be that one-two type receiver? Um, what do you think about this option as a guy to, to, to go in and get here in Detroit? Uh, you know, Oak, I... Honestly, for me, my take is meh. Like I, I, I we need That's a legit a number one, number two. So I don't see Michael Gallup as a legit number one, number two. I think he is a guy who a lot of his receptions and yardage totals were a benefit of other studs around him. So you know when Amari Cooper is getting double covered. Um, you know, what? of course it's going to leave Michael Gallup open. So I don't love that he's coming off an injury. Um, now, I'm not, am I saying that I wouldn't take him if he came on a deal? Yeah, I mean, look, if he's going to come here, on, you know, on the cheap, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't turn it down. But uh, personally for me, it, for the money he's going to be looking for, um, I'd rather pay less and re-sign Josh Reynolds or pay up and get my boy Mike Williams because that's the guy I really want to go for. I love that kid. Oh my goodness. There's so many bells right there. He's injury prone. If I get him on the cheap, you know, I don't know how good he is. Then circling back to guys you've named previously. I mean, there's so many gimmicks right there, but here's the thing with Michael Gallup. When you play in the D, when you play in Detroit, you got to look at guys that are a little bit off the radar and maybe they got the injury history. Maybe they're a little bit gritty and grimy, not the top names that will come to Detroit and then start to blow up and make plays. So I think that's why he's an intriguing prospect obviously you'd like a guy that's totally healthy but the age is right the price point would probably be better and this is a legit guy that I think would come here fit in nicely play well has an upside as I said previously that I think he could maximize here uh, with the Lions but I think it's more apt that he stays in Dallas now Choppy I want to hit you with a little bit of music here there's a little more rumor innuendo going around On the Inside the Den episode, there is a section where Brad Holmes is speaking with John Dorsey about a 29-year-old football player that they feel is a target. Dorsey says he loves the way he plays. People out on Twitter are saying they feel like this is the receiver. They have concluded that they think this is Allen Robinson, wide receiver of the Bears, heading back home to Detroit at turning 29 years old and Dorsey and Brad Holmes, as you will see in the video when you watch loves him as well. What do you think about this conspiracy rumor innuendo of Allen Robinson to Detroit? Oh, well, I saw the Twitter verse jumped right on it. Right. So they did a little (laughs) bit of math, you know, clap, clap, clap. I'll give you the golf. There you go. You, you did some math and they said a 20 soon to be 29 year old. Well, Oak, I mean, look, not to be a pessimist here, but we could be talking about, oh, I don't know, Jameson Crowder. We could be talking about Sammy Watkins. We could be talking about, I don't know, Byron Pringle. I mean, so there's a couple of soon-to-be 29-year-olds out there. However, if it is, in fact, that they are talking about Allen Robinson, uh, I would absolutely love this, man. I mean, hometown kid, but this guy, the only, I love his talent. I love his skill. We know him. We're familiar with him, but dude's going to cost some money. I mean, he's making $17.8 million right now. You think he's signing anywhere else for less than 19 20 
Absolutely not. So do you want to lock in that kind of cap space for that guy? Oh, it's a big chunk, man. It's a big chunk. Well, that's the, that's the thing that's intriguing about it is that you would think, yeah, he is going to make that. But at 29, coming off a really bad year, maybe this situation where he's a one. I saw PFF had him projected at like three years and a, um, a, a number I liked. I want to say it was 12, 13, maybe even less than 15, somewhere in that range. And I was like... Man, I could what? take that for two or three years. Uh, he's, he's coming on. I mean, you don't continue to get paid more and more as you get older coming off a 30-catch season. So I thought, you know, that, hey, he might just want to be a top guy, see something in this coaching staff. They love him. Now, here's the one thing I want to throw out. When I watched this video, based on the way they were kind of drooling over, like, Dorsey's like, I just love the way this guy plays. And and <laughs> Holmes kept saying, man, even Doris is good is going for a 29-year-old guy, man. And then he goes, yeah, I really do like the way he plays football, though. He's a hell of a football player. Like, that didn't scream wide receiver to me. That didn't seem like wide receiver talk. That seemed more like a, a linebacker, a veteran linebacker, maybe a guy that's in the back end at safety, maybe like a, a Tyron Matthew. I haven't checked his age, but, you know, that's a guy where I just love the way he plays and hey he's 29 but maybe come in here and change the culture that's what I thought when I first saw it but again people spend some time I think trying to debate who this was what it was so I'm very curious like I have to admit I did watch those segments multiple times trying to hear what they were saying trying to pull some intel I can't say that I'm spending all day on Wikipedia trying to figure out exactly who it is but Anytime you can see those guys in draft meetings, in free agent meetings, talking in general about certain players, you're going to have people trying to figure it out. So that that was quality stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, it's good content, right? And and uh, it, it's funny when they, they make sure that just a little snippet comes out so that you, uh, you know, you, you get a little bite. And so you're all of a sudden they want the rumors to start. You know, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that, uh, you know, Everybody just assumed it was wide receiver, right? <laughs> to me, honestly, if I'm thinking of that, the first thing that I'm thinking of is the honey badger or Quandre Diggs. <laughs> there it is. Both yeah. 29 years old. Like, yeah. hey, both 29, both freaks on the field, you know, aging, but uh, but both, co- you know, uh, coming up for good seasons. So, man, I, I, you know, I wouldn't I'd be totally happy with either one of those two guys, too. But Dorsey's an offensive. He's a quarterback guy. That's why probably people are going to offense. But why, wait, wait till you watch the video. I mean, you've been slacking. You haven't watched this video. It's been out for a whole 24 hours. Wait till you sink your teeth into this and watch Brad Holmes just with his pen and paper just uh, having fun with Dorsey in the old uh, draft free agent room. So, Choppy, let's keep it moving. We got like one more topic before we get to our break and then we got to stack some players. So the, the other thing I had on my brain off the top here is DeAndre Swift. He kind of came out here recently and said, Dan freaking Campbell had recently, uh, you know, spoke with him, said he thought everything was going in the right direction. Swift agreed. Um, and whatever clip this was, it was either Lions or somebody else put it out. Like right after he said that, all it was was like five, six minutes of swizzle just put on a show. I mean, this guy, I just love his highlights because it looks like he's running just in, in fast forward while everybody else is in slow-mo. Um, he's catching the ball. He's swaggy with his gear. It's just like... Gosh, I don't know what this guy's ceiling is, but every time I see DeAndre Swift with the ball in his hands, either receiving, running, um, you know, putting up his signature uh, trish in the crowd, I just think one thing. Oh, 
baby. Like, this guy is a ball player, man. And I'm glad he's in Detroit. So I hope they can utilize him to his highest thing. And I'm I'm glad he's on board. Dan Campbell's excited. Brett Holmes excited. Everybody thinks that this is rolling in the right direction. Get this thing going. Let's put up some W's. Yeah, I mean, look, Okri, the guy's a straight-up freak. <laughs> there's no there's no if ands, or buts about it. Like, the guy can run. The guy can catch. Um, oh, you know, I, I mean, he can do it all. So, you know, I, you and I are both on the same page with D-Swizzle. I mean, I know people thought after his rookie year, well, maybe that was just an anomaly. He had a great year on a bad team. No, bro. The guy can play ball. So, man, I love it. I love it. He's going to keep keeping those receptions coming. Um, you know, if we can get him, I'd love to see him get a few more attempts. I know we don't want to, uh, I know we don't want to, you know, kill him. And we've got a really nice compliment back with swag. But, uh, man, I'd love to see him get up to closer to 200 attempts. And, um, and then, yeah, keep those, keep those receptions coming. Those nice little dumps, dump off passes. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that get up into the 70, 75 range. And, um, you know, the touchdowns have to continue as well. You know, he went from 10 to seven, uh, you know, rookie to net last year, but dude, the guy's a freak. I love him. I want him to stay healthy. That's another big thing. Let's stay healthy. Um, so maybe that's why they're keeping his workload down a little bit, but dude, I am so happy that we, you know, we took this guy. I think people kind of, they were shocked when he was available still when we drafted him. So the, uh, you know, good on the GM to snag him up and, and go. Cause I, I might have to say he is the best draft pick that uh, those we shall not speak of made. All the haters out there will remind you, Oh yeah, should have took Jonathan Taylor. There is a tweet out there from way back where I said, take Jonathan Taylor in the top 10 and just put this running back to bed. The guy's an absolute freak and people laughed me out of the room. So I don't know. I just feel like Swift's been good ever since he's put a Lions uniform on. He came out of the gate was money from the get go. He continues to get better. He does have to stay on the football field, but he can do it all. And choppy. I lied. We got one more little topic before our break. I know we're going a bit longer here, but we will have fun with stacks on the back half like this pick 32 this hit me this week there was some radio chatter about it there were some other things out there like you know everybody's looking at the Lions saying man 32 and 34 those are some sweet kind of back-to-back picks at 32 you're seeing mocks with Sam Howell you're seeing other quarterbacks mock there to the Lions but recently people have been talking about like man, what a sweet spot maybe to make a little deal there. Like if you don't love a player, you don't want to go quarterback, you don't really need that fifth year on like a receiver or a corner or safety or linebacker, whatever they may take. You'd be willing to sacrifice that for a little draft capital if you can get it. So do you think the Lions make a nice pick at 32 to secure the fifth year option on that player? Or do you think they dangle that and say, man, we're sitting here at 32 and man, we love a lot of players, but anybody that wants to come up, I hear Brad Holmes likes to make a deal or two while he rubs his hands together. Um, should you deal that off, let somebody else come up and get it, and you just swipe like two, three more picks in future years um, to, to get out of that selection at 32? So, listen, with Brad always open for business, Holmes, you don't, you never know. Everything's on the table, right? <laughs> I, I Truthfully, we have gathered a lot of assets over the last few years. I would love, if there's a player they love, I would actually like to see them trade up. Um, so that you can get a player that you want to use that fifth year option on. Um, however, if you gets to the 32nd pick and you're on the clock, yeah, I mean, look, that's a carrot that you can dangle, especially with this quarterback class to another team. Hey, 
You can get your young quarterback. You can, you can, uh, you know, maybe get your guy of the future. You're going to be able to lock him in on a five, fifth year deal. Yeah, he's dangling that carrot out there. And then, of course, you know, he's looking for, you know, something this year and maybe something in future years or later rounds. But yeah, I absolutely think you have to, you have to take that into consideration, right? Um, do I want to draft a wide receiver at 32 that I could get at 34? And and I mean, because the fifth year option really isn't isn't a big deal for wide receiver because it's, you know, it's going to be pricing them out anyway. So yeah, absolutely. That's a great pick to have. Um, and especially in a year where quarterbacks are not projected to go like super high, right? You are not going to see four quarterbacks taken in the top 10 picks this year. So, you know, they're going to be shifting back. You're going to have some teams that might be getting a little antsy. If there's two quarterbacks left in that spot, they may come, come a call and Brad Holmes will be ready to make a deal. Always. Oh, Chops, uh, I still debate a lot of your nicknames, like the always open for business homes. You still haven't shortened that up a little bit. You called Higby early, always injured or something. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. We got to work on these. You know, we've created tons of great nicknames here on the show, like Big Denim, Levi owns, you know what I mean? Like we got great ones here on the show. You're kind of bringing us down there, but I overall agree with you for the most part. Like my thing is, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not against the Lions. Like, if they fall in love with a QB and he's there at 32, I'm not against them taking it. Now, a couple shows ago when you were on, I I went to your Jared Goff love where I was like, just roll this guy out for two years, maybe more, and stack talent. So if that's their approach, then, yeah, I'd be much more apt to probably trade this pick unless there's a player there. They love, as people hear me say online, if there's a great player – that fills a need and you feel like it's great value, that's what you're looking for in the NFL draft. So I think it's going to be really intriguing if they make that pick or if they get up out of there because 32 is a sweet spot to get out of and you're picking two picks later. So you you still got that in your back pocket as well. So, man, Choppy, lots of good stuff here off the top. Lots of good Detroit Kool-Aid for people to drink in. Drink it in. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. And Choppy, we got to get our great sponsors in here. And I first want to talk about all 22 PFF Pro Football Focus, all 22, because this new platform just dropped on 2-22-22. Imagine that. And uh, I got to play it last year. It was incredible. I shared my roster with you. I dominated the regular season. I think I won the regular season by two, three games, whatever it was. And then of course, injuries, different things caught up with my teams in the playoffs. I didn't get the chip, didn't get the championship, but I got a solid roster top to bottom. Going to add some draft picks. I can't wait. So everybody, you've probably been seeing this on Twitter. Go find them. Um, PFF All 22, go check it out. Sign up, get on the wait list, whatever it may be. If you love football, it's based on pro football focused scoring. You get to build a 53-man roster. You got to have depth. You draft offensive linemen. It's incredible. And they're not even sponsoring the show today. That's a free shout out because it's that damn good. So, Choppy, I had to get that out here. How about you throw to reality sports as well as we got like Anchor Podcast, probably Spotify, all these other great sponsors. And then tell the people how you're going to kill it when we start giving them top five stacks right after the break. Of course, Oakry, we got to take our opportunity to pitch those, man. We, you know, everybody knows how much we love our RSO here. And, um, you know, we're going to get people set up for their fantasy lineup here in the second half of the show. So better get ready to take notes and to uh, dominate your dynasty 
fantasy sports with reality sports online. No doubt about it. Everybody, we'll get our great sponsors in here. We come back. You got to stay tuned. It's going to be great stuff. Stacking players, talking ball. Everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Please go check them out. That always helps the show. And uh, we got to get into some stacks now. Like, I've been working on kind of like how I'm rating these players, who's one, who's two, who's three, you know, putting those on my boards here at the DTO scouting office. So, Choppy, we got to get into some stacks, man. I know that people want to hear how we have players ranked here early on still in the process. Yeah, Okri, look, I'm I'm going to jump right in. I'm going to cut you off because oh I know where go. you're going with this. I know where the stacks are at. And uh, I mean, look, I'm I'm going to I'm going to let it slide. But you you started talking QBs in the first half of the show. You would did not let me even t- you ripped the mic out of my hand. You wouldn't <laughs> let me go on and talk and tell the people about <laughs> how I feel about a quarterback at 32. And then you just got you just cut to break. So you know what? I'm taking over again. I'm going to rip the mic back. I'm going to take over your draft stack, and I'm going to go right into quarterbacks, and I'm going to tell you why the Lions should absolutely not look at any of these top five quarterbacks at all, particularly in the first rounder with the 32nd pith with the fifth-year option, because my boy Jared Goff, number 16, is all they need on this squad. Okay? Not for this year. Not for just next year, 
for three years beyond, man. There it is. Okay, I don't there need to hear about these other knuckleheads. Okay, so look, you, you want here? I'll throw my top five out there. Corral, bum. Howell, bum. Pickett, bum. Willis, not better than Goff. <laughs> Ritter, not better than Goff. None of them. None of these guys are better than Jared Goff. Don't even bring it. Let everybody else waste their talent and their picks on this on these bums. Worst quarterback class in, I don't know, since what, 2010 or something. Ridiculous. Don't disrespect my boy Jared Goff and take one of these bums. There, there's your stack on QB. Back to you, Oak. <laughs> so you ripped the mic out of my hand to tell the people that you love Jared Goff and that all these other quarterbacks are bums. Great analysis, buddy. Like that was tremendous. Thank, thank you for enlightening the people that you have man love for Jared Goff and that these guys are bums, as you put it. There you go. That's the kind of content you get here on the Kool Aid Cast, everybody. Hey, that's what everybody wants. And guess what? <laughs> You know how many times that's going to get retweeted, retweeted with a hashtag choppy likey? Because Jared Goff is the man. Oh, there it is, everybody. We only made it 20-some minutes into the segment before there was the Jared Goff love rant by the one and only at Chops in the D. Find him on Twitter. Tell him that Jared Goff can't throw. But we hope he's good for the Detroit Lions, and I'm on board to keep him here for another couple years because he's paid and because he's good enough while I stack talent like Hutch and a safety and a wide out and a linebacker. And yeah, I'll keep 16 at quarterback because you love him because he's I. So, like I said, you interrupted my stacks. People don't want to hear about your love. They don't want to hear you talk about golf for 30 minutes like you done multiple times on the show we want to talk about wide receivers everybody everybody's favorite position everybody out there that loves the lions loves wide receivers you want to know why because the lions took one two three wide receivers in a row then they took this guy named calvin johnson who quit on the team and then they continue to love and just think wide receivers the end all be all so we'll talk about it here on the show you want to hear the oakry stack at wide receiver as we sit now choppy you want to hear some draft analysis you want to hear some quality content hit me up the Oakry wide receiver stack as we sit right now is Drake London at the top spot. I've heard a lot of, you know, rumor innuendo. He's going to run slow. I, I got him as my fifth receiver. Other people have him as their one. Those are smart people. I feel like this guy's a basketball player. He can do it all. He's a hell of a player. I love his mentality. You can team him up with ARSB. I think it would be quality. I got Jamison Williams at two. This guy's got elite speed. He just looks silky. I can take my time off the injury. I got Burks at three because he's got 11 inch hands those are 5xl gloves in case you're wondering he's big he can catch all the routes he he might be the biggest talent in the draft then i got chris olave there at four he came from that school that we shall not speak of but he's a hell of a ball player he's silky smooth i like him and i like him more than the other guy from that school you guys know who it is the one that was vanquished ohio state is vanquished there it is i got Garrett Wilson at number five for my wide receiver stacks. Choppy, what do you got? All right. So, Oker, you made a couple of mistakes there. First of all, you just you mentioned the school that we shall not even speak of since they were vanquished. Ohio State sucks. (laughs) There you go. That make up for it. Uh, Yeah, that made up for it. Thanks. But don't (laughs) expect to hear any of those knuckleheads coming out of my stack. So here, look. 
You, you know, I agree with you. Uh, ring the bell. London, number one. I've said it before. I'm all in on this guy. He's the number one in my pick. Uh, I like Burks a little more than Williams. Uh, so I got Burks. Then I got Williams. Then I got my boy Pickens. I know people are kind of like worried about him coming off the injury. You know, they got him. He's he's kind of bouncing. It depends on who you look at. But I mean, do you, we can't forget the guy's still 6'3", 200 pounds. He's an absolute freak. So I like him. And then a guy who seems to be uh, coming up here and, uh, you know, giving a little Big Ten love here. I got number uh, for my number five, I got Mr. David Bell, 6'2", 205, moving up the board. Um, I got him as my fifth pick, and uh, mainly because I didn't want to mention those other two uh, a-holes from Ohio State. So basically, you vanquished those guys out of your top five. Ohio State is vanquished! <laughs> That's a very spiteful a, move, but a, oh, hash, hell yeah. hashtag you know what on that one. That's so, right. That's right. I like it. I mean, um, that's going to be a critical one for the Lions. Other guys I had because I went a lot deeper than top five because, you know, I'm the, the brains here when it comes to the NFL draft. So I had, um, you know, after that, your boy Pickens. I had Dotson. I have your boy Sky Moore, who I can't believe you didn't bring up in some degree. Then I got David Bell. Then I got Christian Watson from North Dakota State. Then I got Pierce, the Jordy Nelson wannabe from Cincy. And then I got my guy Dobbs from Nevada, who can just be silky smooth, go over the top, reminds you of Kenny or Marvin or a combo meal. So there you go. There's some extra receivers. I thought I'd do that for the people. Choppy, let's move to safety. You want you want to throw out your top five safeties here on the stack first? You want me to go? No, no. Pass it over here. I'm going to take it right from you here. Oh, so boy. the safety, I, I love it, man. So, of course, for my number one safety, we got a guy who should be a top three, four, five pick, Mr. Hamilton. The guy is just a super freak. My number two, I got Brisker from Penn State. Love that kid. Um, he is moving up the board for me. I can I see him jumping, uh, going in the first round. I know people originally kind of had him, you know, slipping a little bit, but dude, I love that guy. Um, my number three, a little Michigan boy, got myself some Daxton Hill. Again, another guy just, you know, highly graded. I love what he does. He's he's a winner, and he just brings it every game. Um, watch some of his film, which you and I have done, but people will see that he will surprise. Uh, my number four, I've got, and I can never say this guy's name. Pete, is it Petrie or Petrie? I can't, every, every broadcast, they say it different. So I've got him for my number four. And then I've got my boy, of course, from Georgia, the national champions, Lewis as my number five. Choppy, we almost had another gimmick from back in the day, which was I thought you were just going to like not give me your top five and just say, I agree with you. Because my top five is Hamilton, Brisker, Hill. But then I got Seen and Petrie after that. Now, Seen is a different cat. He's more of a thumper, more of a box type guy. You know, you got Dax Hill that can play, you know, too high roamer. He can play in the slot. He can do a whole bunch of things. Smart guy, a little bit slight, though, in the body build. Brisker is a, a thumper, a, a beast of a talent. I like him a lot. I think he might be the pick at 32 or 34 for the Lions. And then you got... Hamilton, who I'm hearing a lot of buzz about at number two, and 
At first, I wasn't in love with it, but the more I watch him and the more I see what he can do, if they feel like he's just this outwardly world talent, I don't mind it. Petrie's getting a lot of buzz after the Senior Bowl, and he's fun to watch on film as well. So we're pretty much in lockstep there, except you had to switch it up so you wouldn't agree with me because I know you don't like doing that on the show. Let me take it to linebackers. Let me go to the linebacker position. This is a spot. Yeah, we got Derek Barnes. We got Chris Spielman coaching uh, behind the scenes there. We've got, um, you know, Reeves made people that'll probably be coming back, but I do think the Lions need a really dynamic captain of the defense type linebacker. So when I stack them up top five, you know, this guy's getting hated on a lot. Um, and, and before that, he was getting way too much love. And that's N'Kobe Dean. I hear radio personalities like, take him at two. He's good. No, he's smaller. He's shorter. But he's a hell of a football player. He's going to come in at one on my linebacker stack. Then I got Lloyd from Utah. He's a heck of a ball player as well. Tough, can cover, do everything you want. Christian Harris from Alabama is a guy I'm seeing a lot with the Lions at 32 or 34 if they want to make that type of selection. Then I got Walker, the uh, kid out of Georgia, and Clark from LSU run out my top five linebackers. Nice, nice. Oak. You started out strong there, and you started to slip a little bit. So I'll, I'll have to correct you on that one. Uh, so, so we got Dean at number one. Um, I, man, I am seeing a lot of love for Lloyd though to kind of take over that number one slot from Dean. Um, you know, lots of lots of of uh, McShay's and other uh, guys out there who are really doing the <laughs> doing the breakdown are uh, are loving on Lloyd. But I've still got Dean ahead of Lloyd, and then I've got Harris, then I've got Walker. And then this one, I mean, this one's going to come right out of left field, and uh, you guys are going to be shocked by this one. I've got my boy Muma coming in as my fifth best linebacker. Man, I've been watching tape on this guy. I love what he can do, and he just he just hits me as a guy that would be a really great fit for this team. Um, and I just I, I like him. I've I've watched his tape. I'm falling in love with him, so I got him rounding out my top five. Chad Muma, he might be a Spielman kind of guy, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, tackling machine, linebacker, let Derek Barnes play on the outside, run around and blitz uh, blitz off the edge a little bit more with Derek Barnes, uh, which I will be rocking a 55 throwback this year, too. I just got that off the old eBay. Um, love me some Derek Barnes, even though he didn't uh, get as many opportunities. Wait and see him in year two. The guy's a physical beast. All right, Choppy, like... I want to end it with edges unless you got any more rants or you want to talk about Jared Goff for another 30 minutes. Like we need some, we need some edge players. So I'm going to kick this over to you, but I got my top five edge players. We need to get after the quarterback. Everybody knows it. How are you going to get it done? Well, Oker, I think this is the part of the show where I tell you that my edge ranking is uh, number one, Hutch, uh, number two, Hutch, Number yes. three, Hutch. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I like no, it. no, no. All right. Hashtag. So, li- hashtag choppy likey Hutch, man. In fact, uh, he is by far the best edge in this draft. It's There's no comparison. There is no chance that Tibbs is even coming close to him. So <laughs> Hutch is number one. The rest, you know, I'll give them to you because that's what you're asking for. But I got Tibbs at two, though very closely followed by Johnson the second. Um, and then I got a little curveball here at my number four. I got Mr. Ojabo. He's raw. He's hungry. He's angry. And I think people are dissing him a little bit because he was he was lined up with Hutch. But uh, don't sleep on Ojabo, man. I got him as my number four edge. And then I'm rounding out my top five with Walker. Uh, 
what do you think, Oak? I think that you mentioned Hutch and Ojabo a lot, and I thought about this. Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State is vanquished. Exactly what I thought. But I, I think it's such a, like, people are going to tell you that Hutch doesn't have this, doesn't have that. He's going to be okay, but maybe his ceiling isn't that high. It's such a perfect selection for so many reasons, and football character and effort it means a lot in the league, man. I mean, I, I know we want athletes. You guys want long and fast and, you know, they got all these attributes. But we need a guy like Hutch, baby. Put him in 97. I cannot wait for that first pick because if it's anything other than Aiden, huh, I'm going to, like, lose my you-know-what and jump out of my chair and just, you know, like, I don't even think it's a thought for Dan freaking Campbell and Brad Holmes Turn in the card, get the jersey ready. It's be selling like hotcakes. The guy's got effort. Put him on the edge. Go kill quarterbacks. And oh, by the way, he can play the run. He's tough. He's he's gonna grow in, get bigger, all that type of stuff. So love that. I mean, Tibbs is two by default, but the more I've heard from him, it's like he's either gonna be the most incredible pro ever or a guy that is going to be Clowney Jr., where he's talented but he never gets numbers, not out there a lot. Doesn't really love the game. I'm souring on him quite a bit. I'm really getting excited about Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. This guy, turn on the film, Choppy. He comes out of the stands looking to just create havoc. He almost looks out of control when you watch him because he's all over the field. If he gets anywhere near quarterback, they're going to the ground. He's also looking for the football. I could see this guy going in the top 10, maybe the top Gosh, he might get in the top six. Like, I like that guy a lot. Karloftis from Purdue. I think he's just a a solid player, you know, on the outside. He does have some issues moving laterally, but he's going to be a decent to good pro. And then I put Ojabo last because, yes, I'm a Michigan homer because Ohio State is vanquished. Ohio State is vanquished. And they suck. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. That's what Ojabo, that's what Hutchinson would say. I like Ojabo's athleticism, his upside, but he also has some bust factor as well. So that's my top five edges when it comes to stacking it up. So everybody, you can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. You can send your comments. You can tell me where I went wrong. I mean, obviously... You're going to tell at Chops and the D where he got it all wrong. Um, that's where they can find you, right? Uh, hashtag over there. Absolutely. They can find me on the Twitterverse at uh, at Chops and the D. Feel free to to uh, shoot out a hashtag choppy likey when you listen to my top five stacks. And uh, because we all know that Oakry has no chance when it comes to this stack five, when it comes to mine. In fact, I see a put a nice little uh, Twitter poll in our uh, future. How about you, Oak? Oh, oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you you did copy a lot of my takes. You did sort of peek at probably my rankings, which I've recently shared with you. So I know you've tried to go to the soundbite twice manually, but I'm the only one with the power here in the soundboard. So everybody knows when it comes to Oakry versus Choppy, hashtag Choppy like he's got absolutely... And Choppy, to finish the show, I mean, I think that's the bottom line, don't you? Absolutely. Why is that the bottom line? I'm going to get to it at some point. 
It's the bottom line because we're out. We're out of Kool-Aid. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold sets out. Drink it in, man.